podcasting it online, and so we have been being able to reach a larger number of people than before. Everyone can hear me with this mic, right? I feel like I, I, I feel like it's not picking me up, but you guys can hear me clearly. It's not just me; it's the mic working. Okay. Turned it on already? You heard my little disclaimer? Okay. So, we've been looking at Thanksgiving, and I discovered something. Governor Bradford, in 1623, three years after the pilgrims settled in Plymouth, wrote this. To all you pilgrims, inasmuch as the Great Father has given us this year an abundant harvest of Indian corn, wheat, peas, squashes, and garden vegetables, and has made the forest to abound with game and the sea with fish and clams, and inasmuch as he has protected us from the raids of the savages, has spared us from pestilence and disease, has granted us freedom to worship God according to the dictates of our own conscience, now I, your magistrate, do proclaim that all ye pilgrims, with your wives and ye little ones, do gather at ye meeting house on ye hill between the hours of 9 and 12 in the daytime on Thursday, November the 29th of the year of our Lord 1623. And the third year since ye pilgrims landed on ye Plymouth Rock, there to listen to ye pastor and render thanksgiving to ye Almighty God for all his blessings. Now, that's how Thanksgiving began. And that's what Thanksgiving was made for, created for. It wasn't like, hey, let's go to the meeting house and eat. What did he tell them? Basically, he said, get yourselves to church so that you can listen to the pastor and be thankful that what God has given you. Now, we've been talking and looking at reasons for us to be thankful about how we need to look beyond ourselves to see the big picture, to be thankful for everything that God has given us. And yet, let's admit it, there was probably at some time last week even this morning, where we lost sight of what to be thankful for and started focusing on what we didn't have, on what was lacking, on what was wrong, on what was missing, right? The things that go on in the world around us can overshadow what God is doing for us when we allow it to distract us. And so, sometimes, to combat the crazy chaos of the world, we just need to simplify things. We need to get back to the basics, if you will. Now, we're going to read some scripture. I'm going to encourage you to get your Bibles out, follow along. We're going to be looking at Psalms 
103. Psalms 103, it's page 660 in the Pew Bible, if you're following along with us that way. And it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfy thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles? The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all those oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plentuneous in his mercies. He will not always chide, neither will his anger be forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. For as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Like a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and the place therefore shall know of it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him, and his righteousness unto children's children. To such as kept his covenant, to those who remember his commands to do them, the Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Now, If you know anything about the story of David, you know anything about David's life, you know that his life was a life that kind of resembles many of us. It was filled with the ups and downs. And there were times where he got distracted by his downs, but there were the times he remembered. He remembered God. He remembered the basics. And one of the things we did, one of our challenges, one of the things we did during Sunday school, is we kind of went back to the basics. I don't know about you, but I remember making little leaves for the bulletin board at school where we would write what we're thankful for. And so that's why I challenged you guys to simplify it, to take it back to the basics, to take a piece of paper 
and simply write down what you're thankful for. And then, to make it a little pretty, we made it a leaf. We're going to do something with these towards the end of the service. If you are just joining us and you didn't get a chance to do it in Sunday school, we do have some extra paper and pencils and some scissors if you want to actually go ahead and make a leaf in the back of the chapel. You can feel free to get one and join us when it comes time. But we tend to complicate things. We make things harder. When we're kids making these leaves and the teacher goes, write something you're thankful for, we do not spend 20 minutes trying to decide. 20 minutes trying to figure out what we're thankful for. As a kid, we may spend 20 minutes trying to pick just one because the leaf's too small. Right? You've seen them, where they've literally wrote up every inch of that leaf and then some words they end up cutting off because they ran out of room. The reason the Bible tells us about having a childlike faith As children, we seek things clearer. It's as we get older, we lose our ability to see the bigger picture. As we grow in our ability to focus as adults, we can have a habit of focusing on the wrong things. And so, as we're thinking about things to be thankful for, as we're getting ready to celebrate this Thanksgiving, I challenge us to keep it simple and go back to the basics. Psalms 103, verse 1 and 2, it's simple. Bless the Lord, right? Praise him. Look to him and have joy. Forget not his benefits. Don't forget the things he's done. Give him credit for what he has done. Thank him for what he's already done for you. Thank him for the blessings. Now it says, with all your soul, all that you are, all that is within you, is to bless and praise and give thanks to the Lord. So get back to the basics means to give thanks and praise to the great and mighty God we serve. We sang about it. Our God is greater, right? He's higher than any other. Awesome in power, right? David thanked the Lord because he remembered everything the Lord had her done. We read that proclamation from the, the governor with the pilgrims. They were thanking the Lord because they were remembering everything the Lord had done. It's kind of a pattern. When we are thinking about things to give thanks for, let us remember to give praise and thanks for everything he has done. Verse 3 and 1 and 3 goes even further. It says, remember the benefits from his forgiveness. When we talk about the forgiveness of God, we kind of downplay one thing. Sin is a disease. 
It is a deadly disease. It is a pandemic that kills more people because nobody escapes it. Except there is hope. With God. Without God, there is no cure. For the wages of sin is death, and everyone has sinned, and everyone will die. But with God, there is hope. With God, there is a cure. Through Jesus, we have been healed. And we are no longer under that sentence of death. Amen? God is great in his forgiveness. Jump down to verse 12. It says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. One of my favorite songs talks about how our sins are erased and they are no more because they're on the bottom of the ocean floor. Our sins are no longer held against us. He has forgiven us totally and completely. How amazing is that? If you can't think of anything to give thanks to God for, the fact that he has given us forgiveness, that he has given us a cure to a disease that kills everyone, his forgiveness of our sins, is something huge to be thankful for. We benefit from his redemption. Not only has he forgiven us, but he has redeemed us. <laughs> we were slaves to sin. That's why it's such a deadly disease. Because just when we think we can move beyond it, we fall into those same awful habits that, can, that infect us with it all over again. We cannot seem to move beyond it. But God has redeemed us. We've been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. He has crowned us with love and kindness and his tender mercies. And it's through him and in his strength that we can truly be cured and move beyond. For he is great in his mercy. It says God's mercy is greater than the heavens are high. We all know that if we got what we deserved, we'd all be in pretty bad shape, wouldn't we? But mercy is getting what you don't deserve. It's a gift freely given. It's somebody sparing you from what you deserve. And it says he has great mercy on us. So those who love him and fear him, he gives the greatest mercy. <laughs> he gives us heaven, when in truth we all deserve hell. We benefit from his renewal, as it said in verse 5. He has satisfied the need we have the most. He has compassion on us. He has forgiven us and has given us eternal life. We have become new creations, born again. The old has gone and the new has come. He is great in his compassion, verse 13 and 14 of 103. Like a father has compassion on his children, it says, God has compassion on us. He knows what we are made of. He knows the length of our days and he provides new life 
and eternal life to all who come to him. He is a God who has done so much for us. We've spent some time looking at reasons to be thankful, and we've talked about seeing the bigger picture. We've even talked about the fact that we can't think about anything to be thankful for. Be thankful that God is God. He is a loving, merciful, graceful, gracious God. He is full of grace. He gives it to us. Mercy, which we don't deserve, is given to us freely. Be thankful for Jesus. We talked about how we are challenged. Talk about paying it forward. We've been given such great blessings, such great mercy and grace that we should be willing to share, share that mercy, share that grace, share that good news with others to pay it forward. <laughs> Mentioned last week, what if we told 10 people about the gospel and 10 people told 10 people and so on and so forth? But we have a habit of remaining silent when we should speak. When we ask little kids what they're thankful for, they start spouting off like a bubbling brook, shooting out all kinds of things they are thankful for. Small things, big things, they don't stop to quantify it or qualify it. They just tell you what they're thankful for. It could be family, it could be friends, it could be their toys. They don't stop, and that's the amazing thing, is what they realize is that they are thankful for it, because in all good things come from the Lord. They realize something we tend to forget as we get older. We want to be deep and spiritual sometimes when we think about what we're thankful for. The kids understand it. Like it says in the Bible, give thanks for everything. Give thanks always. Praise God in all things. And so I challenged you guys in Sunday school to take a moment, get a little creative, going back to the basics we said, simplifying it, like kids do. They would always decorate something around Thanksgiving time and write their, what they're thankful for. I know when I was in school, we did leaves, and we would decorate the board, the bulletin board in school with those leaves, and each leaf represented a kid, or each couple of leaves would represent a kid, and we would write what we're thankful for. And so I challenged you guys to take a piece of paper, make it a leaf, and write what you were thankful for, simplifying it for us. And it actually worked really well. Once we got that leaf in front of us, something in us clicked. We were like, I know what to write on this piece of paper. And so we have those leaves. I want you to take a moment. Because we're going to have what is called a service of thanks. What I want you to do, take a moment in prayer. I want you to truly express your thanks. Give God praise for what he has done.
And then I want you to come. And we're going to play that song, Our God is Greater, that we played earlier. And what I want you to do is to take a moment, kneel at the altar, thanking him for everything he has given you, and then just place your leaf at the altar. as an offering of thanks to the Lord. You are leaving it for him at the altar in a place in which we draw nearer to him, in the place we can feel the closest to him. We are coming to express our thanks and our praise. We are truly giving it back to him. And if you come and put your leaf there and you think of something else you want to be thankful for, you know what? We still got some back there. Feel free to do it all over again. <laughs>